Well, this might be the best neighboring podcast episode ever because of... <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yes, you have extra pressure. If you uh, can tell, this is uh, a special guest. My wife has joined me on the neighboring podcast for the first time. So welcome, Michelle. Hello. <laughs> we don't really know what to do, but we're excited uh, to engage on this conversation Uh we moved into our house, gosh, a dozen years ago, almost a dozen years ago. Um, young 20s, mid-20s, engaged in service and mission and trying to figure out what life uh, of purpose meant and had lots of discussions and were being inspired by books like Irresistible Revolution by Shane Claiborne and Toxic Charity by Bob Lupton and several others about trying to live, live live a life of intention and where you buy your house matters as much as uh, the house and the things and what you do as a job. And the best way that I kind of describe it is life and vocation and purpose. All of that was kind of crashing together. And so we moved into a historic neighborhood in South Central Fort Wayne to try to live in proximity to uh, the places we served and volunteered and cared about and met neighbors and people we served. And that was a progression of our, our journey and our lifestyle. Today, we wanted to talk about uh, raising kids and uh, really kids in service and volunteerism in the way that we have kind of been stumbling through and trying to figure out. We are not experts <laughs> by any means of what it means to raise kids to to serve and love others and be good neighbors, but we certainly are trying a lot of different things and being inspired by others. So today's episode of Neighboring, I we thought it would be really great to maybe share a little bit. We know we're stuck at home during COVID-19 and have more opportunities than ever to really get to know our neighbors, our neighborhoods, walking, seeing parks, um, caring for neighbors, and we have a unique neighborhood with neighbors that really want to care and love each other. And frankly, we've been on the receiving end uh, at times way more than we've been on the giving end. So we want to share a little bit about that, about how we've raised our kids. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for going on this journey with me. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about our children. Yeah. Tell, the, tell the audience, introduce our children and like where we're at in life. Yeah, so we have, we've been blessed to have three kids. Our oldest just turned 10 last week, so we've decade into this parenting thing. And then we have twin boys, so Avery's oldest, and then Owen and Will, who turned seven this winter, so all in school. Different phase of life parenting, um, for sure. We still have a lot to learn. We don't even know what it's like to have teenagers, so we will glean wisdom from others. Um, but yeah, now we're all at home, um, so trying to figure out schooling from home and working and things like that. But How would you describe kind of our phase of life, like both as parents, where our kids are at? Like, how would you describe kind of like where we're at in our phase of life? In general? Through yeah. Like COVID affected? Or just no, just in general. Hmm. Well, for me, as in mothering is completely different. Once the kids, the boys entered kindergarten last year, just in terms of working more, being gone, not as home as much. Um, 
And, you know, just when you're going through those mindless days of changing diapers and always having kids, like kids having a little more independence activities or so like, it's been fun. Like it's gone are the like exhausted days and of more, I mean, they still need us and still whine, complain and might interrupt us to tattle on one of them. Um, but yeah, like this phase of seeing their interests, their personalities develop more, whether they want to bike or do STEM stuff or robotics or whatever it is. Um, that part has been fun. They haven't needed us in, like I said, the ways that they needed us before, like to tangibly take care of them and keep them alive. But now we get to do more fun things with them. Well, as our kids are, are getting older and we're kind of cresting that hill of, um, having three really dependent kids of needing to kind of watch and monitor them all the time to, uh, kids that can be independent with us and going and doing things that makes it a whole lot easier in our phase of life to go and, and do all kinds of things. Uh, we've taken a different approach and I think it's just because of our own transformation and development over the years, but we've taken a different approach to volunteerism and serving and, and those things. And I think it has a lot to do with our progression and desire to live more intentionally in, in a neighborhood where it's less about uh, volunteerism as transactions, like where do we go, where do we serve during which hours and what rhythm to more of a lifestyle, meaning that when and wherever we are, we're looking for opportunities or trying to respond to the opportunities that are presented to us to engage, not, not really for the sake of doing anything to get anybody's favor or attention, but more in a, this is the outflow of who we are as a neighbor. So it becomes um, maybe more neighbor to neighbor mm -hmm. level of like shared responsibilities. Like, yeah, I'm going to pick up trash in the alley this week. Not because I'm like going to do something good. It's because I have a sense of responsibility for my space and place. And um, if no one else is going to do it, then I do it. But it's still in the realm of serving and volunteerism. How would you describe kind of our, uh, our approach to serving with our kids? I mean, it's been a huge part of our, our journey where like we've made intentional efforts since day one to incorporate kind of this, I don't know, servant mindset or, mm. or attitude. In what ways have we, have we done that to stick out to you? Yeah, and I'll back it up yeah. just a bit to say that was a huge change for me, like a mind shift, calendar shift, venturing into motherhood, where prior to that, you know, we were, whether we were doing stuff with our church or food pantries on Saturdays or painting someone's house, or I would do, you know, like, youth group certain nights of the week or fundraiser. I mean, we were always doing stuff, but then for me, at least motherhood changed where I didn't have the every Tuesday night at seven o'clock, maybe ability to do it. And so it really made mm -hmm. us, and that was, you know, already living in our house and our neighborhood made me realize that you could view volunteerism in a different way, that it wasn't just a time slot or a place to go, but it could just be, like I said, this more organic approach to listening, looking around and responding to the needs in the neighborhood in which you already live with the people who are already in your life. Um, there is obviously a time and place for going outside of that. 
Um, but for us, that's how I think it's been way easier than as we've added kids to our family um, of just looping them in with that and teaching them, training them and having them watch to see that's how we do it. Whether it's walking, going on walks and you start talking to a neighbor and you realize that they were just in the hospital or someone, you know, is using a cane and they had hip surgery or, you know, again, illness. Um, someone's crying tearful because of something traumatic or hard that's happened to them. Um, of then trying to, as an outflow of um, hearing those needs, then responding and asking your kid, hey, do you want to help make some cookies with me? Or do you want to make some cards? Or sometimes it's just simple, do we want to say a prayer right now as we're walking around a corner for them? Um, but yeah, I, I think that's how our kids then have seen us hopefully do that for quite a few years now that we are now getting the joy of parents of watching them do some of that without us even having to ask. Yeah. Again, that's not perfect. And there's a lot of messy times and it doesn't always go well, but simple things we've said of just having rakes and brooms available where the kids now snow shovels will fight over who gets to go shovel the neighbor's driveways um, or, or the sidewalks for when it snows and things like that. Yeah, we certainly uh, bought our fair share of cheap household yeah. tools um, and quantity because of, of that. It's, it's the idea that it happens organically, it happens every day. You build this kind of culture of and culture of gratitude and service and awareness and kindness and all of that on a day-to-day basis. And um, if you want, that's kind of the, the thing that I put in the back of my head is the idea, like, if I want my kids to understand and be appreciative or be aware of their place in the world or and, and ultimately their opportunity to make the world a better place, then it kind of starts now of, um, yes, dad goes and does this. He works in this realm, and so does mom in her own social service, um, social work realm. And so we we do service and we do this as a living and a career choices that we've made and we have our own outlet, but it's a little bit different when we're grabbing the broom off of the, the front porch and making sure that the kids each have a kid's broom and we include them into the yard work into the things we're even doing for ourselves. But um, you've always been really great and better than me at most times of connecting relationally with our neighbors of saying, okay, we're going to take, you know, so-and-so's had a really difficult time and I passed him on the street and we talked for five minutes and, you know, it'd be really great if we did a card or um, took them some cookies or, you know, even gone and sat with them, whatever it is, you, you've always been really great at that. I'm more in the doing side. And so it's easy to give her. <laughs> Except the kids laugh. Mom can't yeah. go on a walk without starting to talk, talk, talk. So yeah. um, <laughs> they don't always, they don't always like that. We all have our gifts, even, <laughs> even with our kids, they, some are more out for, you know, being hands-on and sweeping every, and shoveling yeah. every piece, section of sidewalk. And Others would rather play with the neighbors uh-huh. and do those things. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah, so we've taken more of an organic, we're learning to take more of an organic approach. One of the things um, that I've been aware of and trying to do just on my, on my own at the time of starting to they're getting to the age now where I can where I feel more comfortable taking them places to like mm-hmm. volunteer and serve yeah 
Um, they're getting older. They can manage. They can tell me when they need to go to the bathroom. They can like handle all that stuff versus, you know, two or three years ago, it was extra work to take them and to do something. And it was maybe not worthwhile, but last year I know a few times where I was like, Oh, there's this opportunity to serve food. So, um, let's go do that. And so it's been kind of a challenge of, of, for me to reincorporate some of the transactional and service things that are, are more traditional what you experience in order to get them exposed to that too, where we can drop what we're doing or mm-hmm. we can prioritize going beyond our neighborhood. I find it sometimes it's harder to, while it's, while it's easier in some respects to engage as a neighbor and know that you can now do good on a day-to-day basis in your neighborhood, it also becomes even more challenging because um, it's up to you to really prioritize and are you gonna are you gonna do something when you go on that walk or are you gonna pray or whatever it is mm-hmm. but I've learned I think over the years and I said earlier I do speak from a place of the way we've set up our family life and we have been privileged to have time at home with kids especially these younger years but it's just a power of presence that oftentimes the only way we are aware of those is in the midst of hustle, bustle, moving around, life. Like, it's just as the times where I'm outside playing with the kids or doing stuff that you hear or someone walks by or it's that kind of thing that I feel like that just, again, being available, being open. I mean, there's a sensitivity sometimes to paying attention to what's around you and not just getting, again, blindsided or focus just on your needs or your family, which again is very easy to do, understandable, but being around, I mean, the times that we slow down our lives a little bit are the times that we often do feel the most present and aware and um, engaged in what's like the heartbeat or what's going around to our neighbors. And so, and that's something I think you have to be intentional about. And sometimes you have to teach about and that's been part of a journey that I've been working on the past few years instead of the doing 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 or feeling like you had to go somewhere to do something or respond again of just sometimes it is a hug or a a talk for a few minutes it isn't always building a wheelchair ramp or doing something big for a family Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just being a word of encouragement um with somebody and that can be just as powerful your comment about the power of presence um, and being able to see things reminds me of several times when we're out and we're being present and our children are seeing things or having experiences that you really can't, you can't, no one's taking their kids to experience. I think yeah. of some of the, we live in a, a downtown neighborhood, so you do get some transient, you know, individuals and in activity and that's not always a positive. It's, it's a very like unpredictable experience whether somebody's walking down the street who's um intoxicated or Mm -hmm. on drugs and you know sometimes that's been been really complicated and our kids are like what's going on with that (laughs) that and so it's not like we would ever take our kids to go experience what that is like but it comes and visits us but to your point of like being available being in the yard being present um has given us uh some opportunities to teach our kids maybe a little earlier and ways that we wouldn't choose on our own. And hopefully they're not too scarred, but we, as I know those moments where you think, oh my gosh, this is going to go so bad. Or what is it? Like they, 
we follow up and we've had some yeah conversations that we never imagined we would have had at least with younger kids but we've also felt like our kids have responded way better than I thought I would have yeah they anticipated them too in terms of not being maybe as freaked out or as worried and some of that's their development where they're at with thinking but again it's it's been interesting when they respond with such compassion yeah 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 like especially after a few like where they they can kind of understand what's going on and their immediate response is to be more compassionate and graceful than than we are because they haven't had the cumulative experiences and so yeah and, you know, they don't go to us. like a fear or a judgment like mm-hmm. i would or as adults would but yeah there's a lot more grace so we've talked about a lot about what we're doing or what we've done or what we've tried to do and the way that we've like, you know, we could go on a list of probably and, but we talk so much more about how our neighbors because of this philosophy and our desire to build relationships. And after a dozen years living anywhere, especially in a older urban neighborhood where there's high activity and a higher desire to live here, we've been, gosh, we feel like we've been blessed by others far more than we have blessed you know them in many ways or we're just constantly getting surprised yeah for sure um out of the blue what are some examples that come to your mind in terms of like being on the receiving end of of some blessing yeah it's humbling especially for our kids yeah i think of so many times and you would say like not having family close by like we've needed like our neighbors have it's been a mutual need for each other whether it's Help with kids or whatever you name it. Um, grabbing, you know, you're cooking dinner or something because you're out of um, our neighborhood has been that for us in a lot of different ways, um, and it's been great to as I, we've had our kids and family of seeing the activities that we do and the way they're whether they're picnics or parties. Um, but yeah, like I'm trying to think, there aren't several stories um whether even our daughter's birthday last week was an idea where um you know in this time of staying at home and not being able to go out to eat or to have a party or do things like that um the kindness that neighbors showed like even neighbors that maybe are newer you don't know as well that show up and go out of their way to celebrate your kid oh my goodness I mean that really as a parent is impactful of people taking that extra time to let you know that they they care, that they're aware, they just want to celebrate stuff with you. So it's not always like going through the hard stuff together. Yeah, absolutely. But being able to celebrate. Um, and think of, yeah, other neighbors, we've been, you know, we've done birthday walks, there are signs in our um, windows and stuff um, that we've done. But like I said, when it's in your kid and you get to be on the receiving end, it's pretty sweet and pretty willing to do so if you ever see showing up with a gift or with brownies that they specifically baked for your child that day to bring over warm and a candle things like that that's pretty sweet um people that have helped us do house projects over the years um there was a year ago our house was broken into and within hours neighbors showed up um with a gift just to say like they were aware and that they saw us and um, maybe we didn't have any 
like tangible needs right then other than like fixing and repairing a window yeah. and stuff like that. But it was more of a gift of um, like, we're so sorry this happened and we want you to know that we see you. And again, you're not alone in this and that we care about you as friends and neighbors and mm-hmm. those kind of, those kind of things too. So much more, the more that we kind of talk and discuss this of the progression of using service is more of a mindset and a lifestyle of who are you becoming and what's the outflow of who you're becoming. And sometimes the outflowing is just the nature in which we live. Mm -hmm. And at times like anything, we need to be disciplined and prioritize activity in order for us to learn and grow and move in the area we want to, to, to learn and be more intentional in. But the progression of like this outflowing of lifestyle for us has been so much more about what do we want? What's the community that we want to be a part of? Um, I feel like so much of what we do is, a, is a, is an outflowing of what we want, you know, the doing like, we want a healthy, vibrant, safe, connected neighborhood. We want to be in relationship with our neighbors more than just knowing each other, but like, when appropriate and when it makes sense to be friends. Like mm-hmm. we often say like some of our best friends are our neighbors and um, proximity makes a huge difference. And yeah. so the community and the relationships uh, that you want in life are as close as your front door. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to just start doing things differently and embracing new patterns. And then that just kind of breeds the environment and the community. So for while we're talking a lot about like, action and activity it's really more of just an outflowing of who we're becoming by who we live by and what we're what we're seeing as well mm-hmm. and hopefully our kids you know get wrapped up in that mm-hmm. you know we keep saying too like we are for years i feel like i had the capacity or the willingness or the ability like to do that as much that it is like before it was just survival like, sure. like getting food on the table for our five was enough yeah I mean, maybe i would you know occasionally double the recipe and take food yeah, and drop it sure. off but like you know having people over and stuff is a newer thing so i think we've had to wrestle with that and figure out how that is and give us some grace and space that it's not like you're in seasons of life where sometimes you can do it more because you're in a good better place whether it's financially emotionally you name it just with or you, the season of life that your kids or family are in but now that our kids are, we just feel like we have that ability. I definitely do. And even just this past six months or so of saying, hey, let's instead of taking food to other people so much, let's like invite more people into our yeah. house, sit at our table, have the kids engage, ask a few questions, or at least be present um, and not feeling like a meltdown or, you know, foods can be thrown kind of deal. Um but that's been fun for us. And so, again, we keep realizing, like, that keeps changing every few years, too, that what we're doing now isn't what we did yeah. a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, some of those areas of growth of, like, we want to diversify our relationships and the people we know and meet. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to move beyond just, you know, like you're saying, transactional dinner giving and um, going out. But, like, how do we invite people in and mm-hmm. um, grow together right, from one another? Well, I, I'm very aware that like my 
I'm constantly humbled by our neighbors and our, we have so many great neighbors that are far more active and engaging and loving to one another in very yeah. tangible ways yeah. than We're we are. We're inspired by their causes and the things that they do in their professions or it, the it way that urges they us live on. in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> so we did not come here to like change it. Yeah, we've been by far changed more by what we've witnessed yeah observed and what anything we've offered yeah we lucked into where we live and moved into because there were you know generations of families before us mm -hmm. that moved in 20 years 25 years before us to mm -hmm. kind of lead a charge of you know neighborhood development revitalization and just being present yeah. so that's really great yeah. uh to transition on the kid discussion one of the things that's been fun here recently is trying to incorporate our kids and inviting them into um, kind of the giving discussion of asking them like post-stimulus, like, hey, we would love to, you all to choose, you three, you choose. We wanna, we wanna help you donate to a cause or something that's important to you. And we talk a lot about this, so it's not completely out of left field, uh, but, that's been kind of fun to start asking them like and following their interests and saying, you know, what are you into? What are you, what catches your attention? And then how we can incorporate good or giving to that. What's... Yeah. So I'm laughing saying that we got to share the story though of a conversation that didn't go well. The kid is not like we had this all figured out. Our kids are still 10 and 7. A family. Yeah. So we tried to have, you know, bring up this, beautiful conversation post dinner thinking all the kids were engaged it would go so smoothly and within minutes whether the kids were they were ready to move on to something yeah, else they were not wanting to stay as engaged in the conversation or pestering each other you know kind of deal and then also as we're trying to throw out some ideas of little like guidance or, or helping them brainstorm at least yeah. like, let's talk about we've been talking a lot about dogs you know yeah the Hoffman family is well, pretty close to a dog we've been talking a lot about dogs and animals so, yeah and things that our kids are into and so we started sending some ideas on like well there's lots of organizations that love animals and uh that's an option does, does that spark any interest <laughs> and that's where then our son throws out the rescue Pythons of America. Cobras. He wants King to Cobras. like. Can we donate to the to Some, the snake rescue? Yes. King Cobra snake rescue. Which I shot down immediately. No way. <laughs> I my opening up my checkbook or giving a penny. That's a whole other thing of maybe a phobia or a fear. Where yeah, no, this family's not giving anything. I I could have gone the animal care control kind of route, but not. Not a reptile route, so you have to redirect them a little bit, right? But I maybe we didn't do it in a kind. I'm sorry, son, or, let, or let's think of other. <laughs> so maybe my yeah, shutting down, or no, then me him ticked off and mad, and so then you're trying to brainstorm other charities, churches, hospital, anything that we've been engaged in or involved in in the past. Yeah, just say no, they don't want to talk about. So and that discussion really hasn't gone anywhere with them. They haven't come back and re-engaged. And so we have a lot of additional work and like we'll have to drive that in terms of like maybe we just need to give them twenty dollars, like something tangible and physical rather than saying we'll donate because they've not experienced that. I mean they've heard us talk about it and we talk about supporting NeighborLink and a variety of causes. Um but even then, like what is what does it look like for you to choose where we volunteer as a family this summer? If, if 
that comes around. So, well, we have a lot to learn about raising our kids, and uh, hoping. We'll probably look back on this and laugh a little yeah, bit. In the yeah, years. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. But at the end of the day, for me, I uh, I get a lot of phone calls, and I've had a lot of phone calls over the years at NeighborLink where. Parents are calling us, asking whether or not their kid can come volunteer with us, or they need to do community service hours, and and or you know, a parent's best wish for their kid to learn something about you know privilege or having an awareness of how well they have it, or just being exposed to vulnerabilities in our community, and um, that conversation goes well sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't. You know, parents don't want to join their kid or the kids like starting to graduate high school and they don't have a rhythm of this. And it's just really hard to imagine anyone, regardless of the age, embracing something new with just one or two volunteer experience. And it becomes a lifestyle that if I really want to take my responsibility as a dad to lead them and help grow them to be loving, caring, aware, and generous teenagers, adults, and that's going to be on them to choose at some point. Yeah. But by creating the environment and hopefully modeling and adapting that and prioritizing it as a family, that we at least give them a good shot of having some of those character traits that you and I, I feel like, uh, are so grateful for because people invited us and invested in us and challenged us. And our, you know, your parents you know, took you and did some of these things. And it makes a huge difference now as we're pushing 40 years old. And, uh, really started doing this stuff regularly in our kind of early 20s where we were prioritizing as independent humans trying to figure this out and mm -hmm. by mid-20s we're starting to do it together in 15 years and we're still progressing in, in our understanding of how this really transforms us so that's my kind of vision for our kids through some of these things what's yours yeah well yeah thank you same. what you said. You said it really well. Well, you do such a great job of loving our neighbors. This is certainly a tag team approach. You are a much better neighbor than I am when it comes a to different neighbor. different neighbor. Yes, you are very much relationally engaging and aware of people's kind of emotional and um, personal needs and. I think I'm a much bigger picture and, mm -hmm. and don't I think much don't past about that. myself. Yeah, and, yeah. And we've um, had to learn to lean into you. That's just the way we are wired or gifted. Yeah. So that trickles down to our different. kids. So yeah. It has to be a team effort. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to leave the people about volunteering with the kids? Any encouragement? Just to do it, to maybe get past the, the fears or the barriers. Again, when they're younger kids, sometimes it is maybe trickier um, or harder, but starting when they're young, whether it's picking up sticks or again, making extra food that you're already making for your family and running it across the street or just doing some of those things. Again, it doesn't have to be a big production or a huge chunk of time out of your day, um, but just doing the things that you're doing or already involved in or care about and inviting your kids and hoping a little bit of that rubs off. Yeah, ditto. Well, I hope uh, this has been um, entertaining or encouraging or uh, at least a glimpse into the Hoffman household. Um, 
and the things we wrestle with as parents and have conversations with other parents like ourselves who are trying to do the same thing. Uh, it takes a community to uh, make any progress in personal transformation. So uh, this is a glimpse. Uh, we talked about doing another episode here in the future about how we chose our neighborhood and some of our life journey towards living a more intentional life. Uh, it is quite a story. Michelle and I met on a neighborhood project and serving through our church and uh, have been on on quite a quite a journey with all of that, with lots of changes and even you know even now big discussions. We talk about like our house, you know, outgrowing our house and what does that mean when you want to stay uh, stay put in an area and the sacrifices one has to make and um, or the risks that you take and, and all of that. So we hope to be back with another episode. With that, thanks for tuning in to Neighboring, and as always, um, subscribe and share with a friend, and let us know if you have certain topics you want us to talk about, um, or guests. Um, this podcast is all about uh, what it means, having discussions about what it means to be a good neighbor, and what makes healthy neighborhoods healthy. Thanks.